0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Legacy Cafe podcast with your host, Rob Lucy. Rob is the author of the book, How Will You Be Remembered? A Guide for Creating and Enjoying Your Legacies Now. So grab yourself a cup of coffee and find yourself a seat in the Legacy Cafe. Here's Rob. Thanks, Kathy. And hi, everyone. I'm Rob Lucy, and uh, nice to be back on the Legacy Cafe. And today we're going to talk about pictures. Lots of them. Did you know that about 10 billion pictures are taken every single month around the world? Most of them now digital, that we've crossed the domain into digital. But the result of all this picture taking is, well, call it photo chaos. And if you're interested in creating some legacy stories, you want those pictures in them because those pictures, yes, indeed, tell a thousand words. They're hiding our stories and our traditions and the story of you, and they're lost because there's no time-managed great way to organize those pictures so you can keep up with them. Well, here comes the Cavalry Over the Hill, the Association of Personal Photo Organizers. The lady who began this association is Kathy Nelson, and she's on the line. Hi, Kath. Hi. Excited to be here. It was a a fabulous idea you've got. So, Kathy, is it as bad as I just painted that picture of all these millions and billions of pictures, not all all hidden and hiding away?
1: Uh, Yes, it it really is. And I think, you know, you were talking about digital photos, but in addition to all those digital photos that are hidden away that people have on their phones or on their computers or on their hard drives or, you know, they also have all those printed photos. You know, when we took 24 or 36 rolls of film and then we would get those double prints back because we all had to have the doubles. And then many of them are still sitting in those envelopes, you know, with the negatives that they came in, stored in shoeboxes or drawers, or many of them, though, have made their way to photo albums, which are deteriorating at this point. You know, a lot of people can picture those magnetic photos, albums, where they're pictures are yellow you know the pages are yellowing and their wonderful family photos are getting destroyed by being in those kind of chemical photo albums but there's hope like we mentioned and also it's really important because these are your these are the most important touchstones of your life these are the memories that matter
0: how do you differentiate the pictures because they all don't have the same value some will be a reminiscence of a a football game or something and others will be pretty deep and meaningful legacy stories that will be hugely entertaining and informative for our family and our descendants. So how do you how do you organize them that way?
1: That's a great question. I try and tell people that you they should assume that you want to eliminate about eighty percent of the photos that you have and keep the twenty percent the ones that really matter. And I created an a simple acronym that uh many people have found very helpful. I did this with my own clients and now we have photo organizers across the country of the world actually using this. It's called the ABCs of photo organizing. So just some quick tips for your, you know, those that are listening. If you're going through say you have a big box of photos, you know, and you're in there on your dining room table and you're looking at those and you just feel overwhelmed. As you start to go through those photos, I want you to think about, is this an A photo? That means is it album worthy. Is it an al- is a photo that you really want to see again someday that's going to mean something that has a legacy attached to it. That would go in the A pile. If it's a B photo, it means, oh, you can't quite make that decision so you can put it back in the box and let your kids worry about what to do with those photos someday, but at least um, it, you know that it doesn't necessarily belong in that A pile. Then the C photos are the ones that Yes, you can throw them away in the can. It's kind of a cute way to remember the sea. And those are all the blurry doubles, and then many of the scenery shots, vacation photos. I always tell people, if you went to the Grand Canyon and you took, you know, 100 photos of, of a beautiful sunset, the Grand Canyon may not look that much different 100 years from now. So that photo, those photos, maybe keep one or two of your favorite vacation photos of the scenery shots or things it's the stories it's the s that matters most does that photo tell a story and those are usually the ones with people in it you know we love to look at photos of what were you wearing how old were you in that picture those are the the a worthy photos because they have a story attached to them so if you use that abcs then it can really kind of speed the process along
0: kathy let's take a look at the the you, you call it photo organizing made easy
1: yeah, Photo Organizing Made Easy is a book that I have coming out, uh, going from overwhelmed to overjoyed. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, you're not alone. Most people do. But the first step that we talk about when I help people with their photos is we call it the, the hunt and gather stage. And let's just, for the sake of this conversation, talk about printed photos because we can touch and feel them. It's different than digital. Sure. But you want to designate a location in maybe your living room, your, your kitchen room table for, you know, tell people for another month or so this is going to be your workspace, or set up a table somewhere and start to gather all those photo albums, all the loose photos, the boxes of photos, the little home movie videotapes, the children's artwork, the letters, all of those items that you would be, you know, devastated if they suddenly were lost in a flood or a fire. But, you know, just gather everything in one place. So it's much easier to do that. And then we call it, after that hunt and gather stage, you're assessing the mess. So you want to maybe, you know, get a notebook and make a note. I have 15 you know, magnetic albums. I have three heritage old albums from my great-grandparents. I have, you know, boxes and boxes of uh, loose photos. Now, I have 17 VCR tapes. You know, you just want to have a, a general oversense of what it is that you have so that you know what you're working with. That's a critical place. And then from there, you might want to ask other family members, do they have photos that you didn't know about? Do you have a great aunt who maybe still has photos in an attic or things? So you really want to do that that hunt and gather and then assess the mess.
0: That must be pretty fulfilling, too, though, because that whole dining room table you took over for the month has now got mm-hmm. yours and your family's lives in it in some sort of order that gives you some perspective on you know, how you can use them and, and where you can go with them.
1: Right. I mean, we took an astounding number of photos over the decades that we were using film, right? So those photos still exist, and many of them haven't been digitized. The next step is doing the organization that I mentioned, the ABCs. But what's something really important to think about is to decide whether you want to organize your photos thematically or chronologically. So a lot of times people think about that all photos need to be organized in a chronological order. You know, 1961, 1962, Johnny was three, he was four, here he's five. And if you have your photos organized chronologically, you're lucky you, good for you. But many people don't have that didn't save them like that if they're loose in boxes and things and they'll say was johnny five in this picture or was he seven this is where i want to release you from that stress and anxiety thinking that you have to organize chronologically i like to say we live you know we take photos in time chronologically but we live thematically and what i mean by that is think about when is it that you most likely pull out your camera and i bet you uh it's going to be birthdays first day of school vacations weddings births I mean, it's not really a mystery of what people take photos of. You're probably just like everybody else. Mm -hmm. And it's much more interesting than to look at those photos. Did you always go to, you know, I live here in the Northeast, so in Connecticut. Many people go to Cape Cod for vacation. So did you, as a family, go every year to the same cottage on Cape Cod? You probably have, you know, decades of photos of those trips. It doesn't matter if those photos are then told, that legacy story is told chronologically, it's much more fun visually to look at photos out of time order. It gets pretty boring to see photos going, you know, again, here let's use the sports analogy of Johnny playing soccer at 2, at 3, at 4. It's much more fun to see, you know, Johnny, photos of Johnny playing soccer at 4 and then hitting the header into the goalie when he's a senior in high school, you know, right next to each other to get that perspective of time passing.
0: Yeah. When you get them all on the dining room table and now you're going to organize them in a, in a chronological way or a thematic way. Do the themes kind of jump out at you when you're looking down at all these pictures on the table?
1: Yes, every time I've ever done this. It doesn't take long before. And if you ask people, what are your family traditions, you know, what are the rituals, the events and things, it doesn't, again, it's going to be usually tied around celebrations, whether it's Christmas or Hanukkah, Um it's going to be family is usually really important, lots of family photos. You know, those are times when people really made sure they had those cameras out. Because when you're telling that legacy story, you're communicating your values as a family. These are the values that, I, that we live with. So those photos will represent those, the values of your life.
0: Yep, yep. So we've hunted and gathered. We've assessed the mess. We've got everything on that table. Second stage, then, we're going to organize them chronologically or thematically, like you said, holidays, weddings, events, that sort of thing. Now that we've got those two done, I think now is the time to ABC them, isn't it?
1: Correct, right. Then now you're going to start that ABC process. And you want to use index cards. So hopefully you have like a pile of index cards and a pen and just say like a photo sort box. And then, if you're going to be doing it, say chronologically, you know this is your A box, and it's these are the 1961 photos. Uh, you put that on an index card, 1961 photos, and then you start putting those A photos, you know, in a row. They're kind of lined up. Or if it's thematically on the index card, you can write the themes, you know, celebrations, and then as you find those celebration photos, the A photos, you put them in that pile.
0: The ABCs, as I remember, you said A is for the album. Those are good shots. Mm-hmm. B is for the maybe. already then the C's are the well. We can do without these.
1: And have a big garbage pile and be ruthless. Editing is hard for people
0: because they think, well, see mm-hmm. if I throw this one away, even though I've got one just like it. Maybe we should keep this one too. Your advice on that one. So I've got I've got four shots of great grandma, and her head is turned one way then another way. What do I do?
1: Pick one and then put one for the B because I know you because I I've learned that over the years that people could not really part with them, and then the other two just throw away. So you've got your A and you've got your B, even though they're kind of closely related. Again, you know, it's amazing how many clients I would work with that inherited boxes and boxes of photos from their parents, and they're devastated that they don't know who the people are in the photos. You don't want to pass that same kind of mess onto your kids. So, you know, you want to be ruthless in terms of, you know, cleaning up because, again, you're keeping the photos that tell the story. So you're really not throwing away an important photo of grandma because you have already put her in the A and the B pile.
0: Okay, we've, we've assessed the mess, we've kind of thematically or chronologically organized them, we put them into good shots um, in the album, box shots are the next ones, and then we get rid of the other stuff. But mm-hmm. then we've got all these still pictures that we probably don't want as stills. We probably want them as digital content. How do you start to convert all this stuff?
1: So that's the next step, right, is scanning the, the images. So you can either do it yourself which can be tedious and take time, or you can have somebody do it for you. And then in terms of if you have somebody do it for you, we have, you know, there's local photo organizers who will come to your home and bring their scanners and do it right there in your home if you don't like the idea of, you know, you're afraid of shipping them off. Or you can certainly box them up and ship them off to a reputable company. Price does matter. It's just like anything else, you get what you pay for. So I wouldn't look for the cheapest, lowest price option when it comes to scanning your precious photos. I think that's a natural human tendency to go for low price, but uh, I've had enough experience with this knowing that you want a company that's going to uh, scan them at a high DPI, 600 DPI. You want them to be scanned into some kind of organized fashion. So you don't want to send a big, huge box of messy photos to a scanning company. They're just gonna send you the same mess back digitally. That's really just recreating the same mess just now it's on your computers. But you don't want to scan all your photos again. So you really want to focus on those A photos. And those are the ones that you want to make sure that they're digitized. So then you can share them with all your family members.
0: Have you seen that joy come out when they finally realize, hey, we do have a cogent story to tell and These pictures are going to get organized so we can do it.
1: Yes, over and over. It's like a huge weight in relief is off their shoulders. Because I know that those stories are priceless. And it's always that one thing you think, oh, I'll get to that later. But we know whenever there's a funeral or, or, or a main event, you know, somebody's getting married, what's the first thing we all want? We want to have, like, oh, I want to do a you know, video montage of him growing up as a baby, and then he meets his wife. And, I mean, those are the things that connect us to our families.
0: I can give a, a short story on that one because I knew that we were going to be chatting. So about a week ago, I went out and got a 35-millimeter slide converter. Again, I have 30 years of, you know, Kodachrome. So I went through some of it and got some old pictures of the family that nobody had ever seen and converted them and sent them to my sisters. Well, holy smokes, the, the torrent of emotion that came out there and said, can we have them? Can we make a book? Can we do this? Can we do that? So it, was, and it, was, it wasn't tough to do. It was a, a little as I say, 35 mil slide converter, and the bingo, it's digital, it's in my computer, and I've done all kinds of things with them. So it was a whole bunch of fun. Tell me about, you began the association because you knew there was a need, the Association of Personal Photo Organizers. What do your members do?
1: We like to say they do uh, three different things. One is they'll teach you how to do this with your photos. So say you're fairly computer literate, you just need somebody to come in and set up a folder structure. They could do that, or they could come and just do the scanning. Or they'll Uh, do it alongside you, which I did that quite frequently with clients where I would actually go. And I always tell them, I could take you through a box of photos that would take you a week to go through in maybe a few hours because I'm not as emotionally attached. And so while you're telling me the stories and we're looking at the photos, I'm actually doing the sorting, which is really wonderful and helpful for people. Mm-hmm. Or we can take over the whole project and do it for you. So our members, we do have a certification program. They adhere to a high code of ethics. So we have grown to over 750 members in the U.S., Canada, the Netherlands, Australia, New Zealand, the United Kingdom. Uh, these are people who are passionate about family stories and helping clients and helping people uh, share and pass those on.
0: You've seen some pretty interesting shots, I would guess.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like uncovering such history. And people, like, you're, like you just found those photos that your family members hadn't seen, that's pretty common to uncover those gem of photos. And then that's just the most fun part of the project is when people... And it can bring up a lot of emotions. I mean, we, you know, there's good times and bad times.
0: Once you take everybody through the organizing made easy, assessing the mess and thematically organizing them and doing the ABC converting the pictures. What do most people do with them then? Once they've got them organized and they've got perspective on all these pictures and the stories that they evoke, what do they do then?
1: This is the part that makes it all worthwhile. We call it the celebrate and share time. And that's everything from maybe creating a beautiful legacy type photo book where the photos are in there with the stories. You know, they interview them and you can write the stories that'll go alongside the photos. Or maybe make a gallery wall in your house where you have lots of photos, you know, on the wall. Video montages to music. You could make slideshows to music. Again, this is what our members are usually hired to do at this point. You can make pillowcases. You can make blankets with photos. I mean, you can put a photo on anything.
0: If I was interested in becoming a personal photo organizer, what would I do?
1: Well, it's funny. I always say nobody, very few people come to us saying, oh, I've been a photo organizer for decades and I just found you. It's really a new industry that we've created that is growing, as I mentioned. Our membership community is a great resource for one another. We have an annual educational conference, so there's lots of training and information to get you started in the business. And then our members outsource. Not everybody wants to do scanning. Maybe not everybody wants to do photo books. Some people don't want to touch digital photos, so they oversee the project.
0: Using the theory, you don't ask, you don't get, I'm going to ask you for something. Can we give the people listening to us now a little bit of a boost, a bit of a catalyst to get into their pictures and start going? Is there anything that APPO can give to the people listening to us now?
1: Yes, we'll have a link with a number of different resources that will get them started and things.
0: You go to LegacyCafe.org forward slash APPO. Kathy will have some good stuff in there for us. Yeah, and I would guess, once does somebody get started on this? they'll they'll keep going once they see the the value of uh, starting to organize.
1: When you first look at that big mess, it can be overwhelming. Then put them underneath the table and put a tablecloth over it. But it really is not as difficult as you think. It's always that someday I'm going to do project. If the someday is sooner, it's the one thing you'll never regret doing. And we keep taking photos. So it's not like the mess is ever completely done. You know, you're always going to be adding to the collection. Uh, we know right now, after all these terrible natural disasters and stuff. What's the one thing that people are most, once their families are safe and their pets, they go back to their homes and they're most upset about losing those memories to those family photos. So it's really important to do this now before those kind of situations happen.
0: Well, thank you for awarding us with this great stuff. I hope people listening got a lot out of it. And of course, go to LegacyCafe.org forward slash A-P-P-O and some of Kathy's material will be there that'll um, get you started and remind you a little bit of what we've done here. Thanks, Kath. That was terrific. And perhaps we'll chat again.
1: Great. Yeah, I'd love to. Thank you very much.
0: I'm Rob Lucy. Thanks very much for joining us. We'll see you again at the Legacy Cafe.
1: Hey, thanks for listening to
0: the Legacy Cafe podcast. We're so glad you guys joined us. We have lots of great conversations coming your way. And by the way, if you want us to send you reminders that a new podcast is ready for you, go to LegacyCafe.org to subscribe. That's legacycafe.org. Have a great day, and remember the coffee and conversations
1: are always hot at the Legacy Cafe.